So I'm speaking to you still in the midst of this coronavirus crisis that we're kind of still just in the beginning of, it seems. And one of the things a lot of people are talking about is what sort of world is going to emerge after this crisis is all over. That this crisis is having a huge effect economically, socially. Um, well, when it's all done, you know, what sort of world's going to rise up? What's going to be left? Is it going to be a better world or a worse world? Is it going to be a world that's forgotten about God? We've had three, four months without Sunday Mass. Or is it going to be a world that's going to emerge with a better set of priorities, that's had to be without so many of our worldly things? Well, in my words to you today, I want to ask a parallel question, namely, what sort of you is going to emerge after all of this? What sort of me is going to emerge after all of this? Is it going to be a better me? Hopefully, but only if I do something to make it a better me. So we're now at the fourth Sunday of Lent, um, year A, and our readings today speak of a change, a resurrection. So not the resurrection of Jesus yet, that we'll celebrate in the couple of weeks at Easter, but the resurrection of Lazarus. And in our first reading, a spiritual resurrection, the prophecy of Ezekiel, of the dead being raised from their graves by the spirit of God being put in us. So if there's going to be a better me, a new me arise, well, it's going to only happen if God's spirit reaches out and touches me. And I allow that to happen. So how do I make that happen? Well, normally, this Sunday, the fifth Sunday of Lent, I'd be talking about why what we need to do is get to confession. That if I need to change, I need to get to confession. If I need to become a better me, I need to get to confession. But at this moment in time, you can't go to confession. And I can't go to confession. But because of this social distancing, we can't meet, even for the sacraments. And that means that we today, in this context, are like many people in many parts of the world all the time, and that we can't get to the sacraments. So what's left to us? Well, there's nothing that really replaces the sacraments. There's nothing that really replaces getting to confession. But as Pope Francis recently reminded us in this particular context about this thing, we can seek to make what's called a perfect act of contrition, which includes the resolution to confess our sins as soon as we can later. And if we do that, then if we die before getting to confession, then we're like um, the early martyrs in the church, that many of them, what are called catechumens, were martyred even before they were baptised. So they weren't yet proper Christians, they weren't yet baptised. But they were given what's called the baptism of desire, baptism in their own blood, 
by their martyrdom. They were preparing for baptism. They were yearning for baptism, looking ahead to baptism, intending to be baptised. And in their death, gained the graces that they would have gained in baptism. Well, something for us can be the same if we make what's called a perfect act of contrition, which includes the intention, the looking ahead, to get to confession as soon as we can later. So what do we need to do to make such a perfect act of contrition? Well, first, we obviously, like going to confession, we need to see our sins. We need to examine our consciences. So the usual act of contrition I'd give you in the parish, this one on the seven deadly sins, if you follow the link here on the blogger version of this sermon, um, then you can look at that or another examination. But then we need... If we're going to have a perfect act of contrition to gain this forgiveness of our sins, um, we need certain conditions, and these are laid out for us by the church, describing what it all means, laid out in um, the old catechism, the catechism of the Council of Trent, um, laid out in the new catechism of um, Pope John Paul II. And the conditions are this. Um, so first, I need to detest my sins. I need to hate my sins. So if I've committed lust, or if I've committed gluttony, and I'm still rejoicing in that gluttony, rejoicing in those five donuts I had, well, then I'm not really sorry about it. I'm not contrite. I'm not, certainly don't have a perfect act of contrition. So I need to hate my sin, detest my sin. Then I need to resolve not to sin again, to have what's called a firm purpose of amendment. So I might know I'm weak, know I'm inclined to sin, know I'm almost certain to fall again. But at this moment, right now, I resolve, I decide, I intend. I'm not going to do this again. I'm going to leave this behind. And if I've got that resolution, then I've got what's called a firm purpose of amendment. I also need to make um, satisfaction for my sins, to undo the damage of my sins. So when I sin, I hurt myself, I hurt my neighbour, and I offend God. And if I'm sorry, then I obviously want to do something about that, to put that right, to undo the hurt I've caused. And that's what satisfaction does. And if I'm sorry, then I must automatically, if I am sorry, intend to make satisfaction for my sins. And then a fourth condition, I need to have what's called universal contrition, to not just be sorry for these sins, but for all of my sins. Now, so far, what I've said describes um, sorrow in general. Um, but there's a difference between a perfect act of contrition, which is what we're talking about here if we can't get to confession, and imperfect contrition. And, you know, as you might guess, there are lots of ways our contrition might be imperfect. And one of the great things about getting to confession, one of the graces given to us in the sacrament of confession, is it offers us graces to lift us from imperfect contrition to perfect contrition. 
But given that none of us can get to confession right now, well, we need to pray, asking, Lord, give me the grace of perfect contrition. But I also need to look within myself and seek to cooperate with that grace in order that I would make a perfect act of contrition. So a perfect, perfect contrition means this. It means two things in addition to what I've said before. It means I'm sorry for the right motives. So the wrong motives, or not wrong so much as imperfect motives, might be the ugliness of sin. So I look at my impatience and I just see impatience is an ugly thing. Well, if I see that, then that is a real sorrow, a real contrition, but it's not perfect. Similarly, if I am sorry because I'm afraid of the punishment for my sin, I'm afraid of hell, well, then I might have a, a real sorrow, but it's not perfect sorrow, perfect contrition. Perfect contrition means I'm sorry out of love of God, that I love God enough that it's my offence against him that upsets me in my sin. It's my offence against him that is my motive for being sorry. And if that's my motive, then that's part of what's needed for perfect contrition. But the final part of this puzzle, so to speak, is that if I truly am sorry, if I have perfect contrition, then I must be desiring that sacrament that brings reconciliation. I must be desiring that sacrament that the Lord has set up to bring my forgiveness. And so the Catechism says I need to intend to get to sacramental confession as soon as possible. That has to be my intention if I have a real, uh, a perfect act contrition. But if I have that, then I have a perfect act of contrition and a perfect act of contrition by God's grace to quote, obtains forgiveness of mortal sins. Even now, even now, a perfect act of contrition obtains forgiveness of mortal sins. Now, if you want to read a little more on this, um, the blogger post has all kinds of links to the Catechism references to the Summa Theologica of St. Thomas. There's also a nice article um, describing what St. Maximilian Kolbe says about making a per perfect act of contrition when you can't get to confession. So to bring that all together, to sum it up, so it started by asking the question, what sort of world is going to emerge from this coronavirus crisis? And what sort of me is gonna emerge after it's all said and done? Well, I resolve today that it will be a better me that will emerge. I can only make that resolution by grace, looking to him, but I need to make that res resolution wanting to leave the old me behind. So while none of us can get to confession right now, we can try and make a perfect act of contrition. So let's pray before the Lord humbly. Let's think about what our sins are. Let's look at those sins and, and hate them. I detest my sins. Resolve 
not to do it again, not to sin anymore, intend to make satisfaction for my sins, to purify my motive, to be sorry out of love for God, because I love you, Lord. And do all that with the intention of getting to sacramental confession as soon as possible. And then with all that, make the act of contrition prayer you'd normally make in confession um, to ask God's forgiveness. And if we do that, if we make such a perfect act of contrition, then like the martyr seeking baptism but killed before he gets baptised, then the grace of confession will be brought to us already in anticipation and will rise like Ezekiel's dead, sinners rising from our grave.